0: Well, Oregon's 2024 recruiting efforts have kind of slowed down. It's been somewhat quiet on the Western front, so to speak. But that could change soon. Here we go.
1: You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the
0: Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks, which is why, if you haven't already, like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, please and thank you wherever you listen to or watch the show. We're almost to 2,800 on YouTube, trying to get to 3,000 before the season starts. So let's make it happen. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, the official recruiting sponsor here at the Locked On Network. Post your job for free at linkedin.com/slash locked on college. Brian Smith is here as always when we are talking recruiting. At least when we, want, when we want to do so in an informed manner. He is at fb scout <laughs> f- underscore Florida <laughs> on a Twitter. Our Locked On Network recruiting insider. Brian, things are quiet on the Oregon front, but as you told me before we hopped on a record, not so much on on the recruiting front, generally speaking. This
1: is the time of year when things can go sideways if you get lazy. This is when college coaches go on vacations, and as a coach told me the other day, he goes, it's amazing, I would be on vacation, I'd be at a beach house or whatever on the back porch, but I was just calling kids. It really wasn't vacation. And the guys that aren't doing that are the ones that lose any recruiting. In other words, if you're a college coach, your wife will hate you and you do not have days off. That's how it works. So Oregon, with their staff, I would be surprised it's very slow. And to be honest, with the kids they're going after, especially because they recruit so nationally, you could make an argument they're the busiest staff in the country that's like a top 10 program. So, yeah, you may not hear a lot, but they're working on getting official visits set for September like there's a certain guy in the Kansas City area we talk about a lot, etc. Those are the kinds of things that happen now that fans don't know about. But all the planning for that happens July and August. It's just part of the process, man. It's a daily grind.
0: Yeah, that guy you're talking about, Williams Nguaneri, number one defensive lineman by many services from Kansas City, has gotten official to Oregon on September the 23rd. It is the last visit that yep. he is scheduled to take. All the other ones he took were this summer. But he's got that one for That's Eugene. Right. Yeah, so hopefully he doesn't, you know, sneak out a verbal commitment uh, until that point in time. But why do you think, even though, as you say, coaches are talking to kids, coaches are scheduling visits, setting stuff up. Is it just kind of how the calendar has has been working right now and kind of how it's gone with, with kids' schedules and coaches' schedules as to why Oregon's recruiting is so quiet right now?
1: The last two weeks of July are known as hell for guys like me because there's nothing, like no news. Because all the coaches are on vacation. They're not really, but they are. Kids aren't visiting anywhere. There's no visits. There's very few commitment dates. Just a handful, but it just it's full stop because the only thing that you get to see are all these ridiculous press conferences, coaches lying to the media members of the ACC, Pac-12, whatever. That's it. There's nothing else. It's baseball season for two weeks. So it's been that way my entire life. It will never change because they've got to go on vacation at some point. So they do it right before fall camp when it's, you know, fall camp for players is hard, but coaches are doing 12 to 15 hour days, seven days a week. So they literally, so that's why they take the vacations. It's never going to change. You got to refuse, if, if you will. So I'm not, I'm not really saying they've got a tough life with the money they make now. But I get it and it it just makes it slow on the recruiting trail.
0: Now, according to twenty four-seven sports, Oregon's class during this, you know, kind of slowdown or you know break and whatnot has dropped a couple of spots from the eighth best class in the country to the tenth best class. In, in the country, which, look, is a, is a product in part of Oregon not having a commit in, you know, the last week or so. And that does kind of feel like first world problems, you know, like, hey, you haven't landed another four-star <laughs> commit in the last week. What, what's what's going on? Man, you guys are, you guys are slow over there. That's, that's, that's first world problems in the recruiting sense. But it's also a testament to something that I've been talking about all summer long here on the show with you, Brian, and that's that Oregon has to Oregon fans have to understand that everyone else is trying to get these kids to other people have got facilities other people got money other people got a brand other people have great coaches and all that sort of stuff and Oregon to stay in the top 10 has to keep getting commitments because commits are going to land elsewhere and other schools are going to rise and they've you know at least temporarily pushed Oregon down a, a couple of slots
1: it's called competition There's 85 scholarships at Michigan, too. There's 85 scholarships at Texas, too. You know, it's just part of it, man. You're going to go through ebbs and flows in recruiting. And I tell fans all the time, there are two national signing days. One is this year, December 20th. And then the next one will be the first February, Wednesday, whatever date that is. Those are the only days that matter. This is all a facade because these kids commit and decommit all the time anyway. Now, the interesting backstory is that's what I'm here for. And I love to share those after the after the commitment dates and the signing day. We'll get into that later this year. But it's just a slow process. Do you get to the finish line with a class that can make you competitive for the college football playoff? That's it. There is no special formula beyond that. It's who are you, what are you going to do? you got your plans, your offense, your defense. You just recruit to it. And sometimes it goes through snags and fans want, like, recruiting to be their entertainment. That's not how it works. Recruits commit on their own timeline. Believe me, I have conversations with college coaches about that. It's not their favorite subject, but it's not going to change either.
0: So do coaches – a couple things first. I don't know that I completely agree that this time of year is an entire facade because the number of kids who decommit in a given class – is it's is what insane. like te- it, it, but it's like 10% at most. It's a big number if you're talking nationally, but for an individual recruiting class. Like if you look at Oregon's 2023 class a year ago today as they were recruiting it, over 90% or 85% of the kids who had verbally committed at this point in time a year ago stayed committed and ended up signing with the Ducks. So it's not like it's the class is going to look radically different. There can be changes. There can be significant changes, even with a, a couple notable players like we had with Dante Moore a season ago. But the overwhelming majority of the class is how it looks right now, and that's how it will likely remain.
1: Yeah, I'll disagree with you on that, because that depends on the school. Uh, just from being around it for a long time especially quarterback, Dante is another great example. If your quarterback changes, it's one player. But how many teams go to the playoff without a great quarterback? The answer is zero. So it depends on the player in question. And I I look at it from the perspective of I get to hear about, and kids tell me this stuff, I'm committed to X, but I'm still talking to A, B, and C. And sometimes that gets to the public and sometimes it doesn't. That's more what I'm talking about. Because most of these kids just try to save their spot when they're really not done making a decision.
0: Yeah, no, and I, and, I, and I see kids doing that. But you hear what I'm saying as well, that like, it's not as if, you know, Oregon currently has 20 hard, you know, or verbal commits right now in the yeah. 2024 class. At most, I would say, right, they already had one flip, you know, Tyceer Denmark, who was a really, really early commit in the 2024 cycle, one of the first ones he flipped to Penn State. Of the 20 kids who are committed right now, the most, I'd say, that could end up flipping at some point in time before you know either the signing days is like four, maybe, three three or four. The, the most yeah. likely answer is probably one to two. The upper end is probably three to four.
1: I just get to deal with it on a different level than other people because I hear about more right. guys. It's like ten are thinking about it. How many make it come to fruition is the number you're talking about, which is fine, but it's just – the backstory and all the work that I do probably makes me angry about it. Is probably my my reason for it. So.
0: <laughs> which is which is very understandable because you're covering okay. this stuff and kids are like, "I'm going Aww. here, I'm going here." No, 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 I'm not going here. I'm going, I'm Until going over there. You
1: write an article that says so and so is flipping, then you find out no, he's not doing that. And you would have spent the hour writing the article. You will never know my pain. You will never know
0: my pain. I, I pray I never have to know the pain. I, I pray I I never, never do, Don't which, is why, which is why we so very much appreciate the insight you bring to the show here, Brian. And we've got more to talk about, especially along the lines of how Oregon can keep a top 10 class in 2024, which they do still currently have. You can keep hiring the best people these days because it's always a risk and a high stakes wager for a small business. But if you check out LinkedIn Jobs, That'll help you be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. Available. You have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. It helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go in there, create a free job post, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's keep rolling. Second segment sip in the books. Brian, the top 10 class that Oregon brought in a year ago, I thought was outstanding. Number 9 in the country, they brought in a top 10 portal class as well. That's where Oregon needs to continue to be if they're going to get back to the college football playoff, if they're going to, God willing, one day win a national championship. But Let's just focus on this particular recruiting cycle that is 2024. How does Oregon stay in the top 10? What steps do they need to continue to take in order to stay there given how other programs as as I thought are starting to rise and get more commits and catch up to where Oregon has been?
1: Uh, I would say the biggest thing is just kind of don't don't take any don't take the player out of the blue. Trust your process. They're going to go after kids. We talk about this every week on your show. They're four and five star kids, and the majority of them that haven't already decided are probably going to be late decisions. Coaches get impatient too, lots of them. The worst thing you can do is waste a scholarship on a kid that's yeah he's pretty good, and you miss out on another kid because you already use that scholarship. Right. Sometimes you got to roll the dice, bro. It's late November through December 20th for most of the decisions that truly matter from this point forward. There'll be some randoms September through late October, but I think you're going to see Oregon play the long game. And it's the smart move. It's what Lanning did last year. You've got different kids like Peyton Bowen, et cetera, that were going down the wire. You win some of those, you lose some of those. But if you if you don't get some of those players, are you really going to beat Georgia? That is the only obstacle that you should be talking about. It, it is because I mean, George is better than everybody. And they, I mean, they proved that last year and the year before, too. So, nah, we maybe, had them on the ropes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when it was zero to zero, you had a chance.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right.
1: That game was over for a start. They just have better players. I mean, Kirby yeah. talked about it. Yeah. And Oregon's good, but I mean, the difference between George's depth and everybody else is ridiculous. That's where the change is. So, I think Oregon needs to play that game. And if you come up short, you come up short because. It doesn't really matter if you're nine and three, because if you get guys on your, on your campus, whatever it is, and you missed out on all those guys, you go nine and three. Well, so what? 11 and one Oregon may go to the playoff, but you need to be that 12 and 0 juggernaut to beat Georgia. It's just true. And you're going to have to roll the dice to get that talent to go 12 and 0. And they're deciding late. Do not take kids early. And then the other thing is getting that one guy, that special player. Again, Airy, they got to get a special player. Yeah, Stone, they got to get, they got to win an upset. Like Oregon's favored for Winery and Stone. Are they going to get both? Hell, I don't know. These kids, I mean, I know Stone. I think he's going to go to Oklahoma, but he has been all over the map. You have to recruit him until he signs with Oklahoma.
0: It, he, so So, he can't it easy. so David, David Stone, last time I asked you about him, that was, it's going to be Oklahoma. Are you saying Oregon's gotten back into the mix there?
1: Well, I mean, they're never going to give up. Like Lanning, the one thing I like about him is like, they're all in the mix, but like I've been told he's going to Oklahoma barring some unbelievable change. That's where he's going to go, but he still may with him. I mean, he's taken a gazillion unofficials, etc. Why would you stop recruiting him? You're, you're, using oh, you're using the university's money to call him, to bring him out, blah, blah, blah. The hell difference does it make if you're Dan Lanning and his staff, it's nothing off your back. So Spend Phil Knight's money and have a good time. Recruit the best players.
0: That, that, that is exactly how I would feel. You know, it's like asking a girl out. Worst thing she's going to do is say no, no. And, you're, and you're just going to go back to whatever you were doing before. Like, that's that's perfect, perfectly 100%. valid there. So, and, and, and it's good to hear, by the way, that Lanny is that sort of, you know, grinder oh, yeah, as, as, a, as a recruiter.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. So he wouldn't have hired him. He wouldn't have hired him.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree, and I don't. And they wouldn't have been able to build the defense that they built down there at Georgia, oh, and hopefully them. we'll and hopefully yeah. we'll see a similar one get built in in the coming years here with, with with the Ducks and the talent that they've brought in, and hopefully we'll continue to bring in, uh, of course, Aiden Breland, another five star name to watch out for on on Oregon's radar. But the one who has announced your favorite thing in the world, Brian, a hard sure. commitment date. And that is that is a
1: big favorite
0: of mine. Yeah, that is that is a big favorite of Brian. Brian is a pro, hard commitment date kind of guy. Rather than trying to read through the tea leaves and ask fifty different people and go on back channels and everything like that, yeah, those of you listen to that podcast, he's shaking his head, uh, you know, eyes are dropped down. It's just he's he's had he's had enough of that. So Justin Williams is one of those special kind of players, five star linebacker, top I believe twenty player in the country for uh for the 24 7 rankings at least last time that that i checked number one at his position if uh memory serves and he is down reportedly to oregon and georgia and he is committing on monday and that's the sort of guy you know the 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 player that you alluded to that you know is you need the special guys to stay in the top 10 to compete with the big boys you got to get those sorts of guys justin williams is that sort of dude he is a headline sort of recruit in your class it's down to Oregon and Georgia, reportedly, Brian. What are you hearing?
1: I'm hearing we're gonna find out on Monday. Even my Georgia sort, like, they're waiting too. I'm I'm curious about that. Like, did the kid really keep it from the coaches this long? Because usually they know. Now this was maybe forty eight hours ago, but I haven't heard anything. I I'll I'll check in again this weekend, which by then usually their phones are just all they don't take any calls. Right. But I mean, it's, it's a Texas kid. So it's like, how do I make a projection on that when I have no just direct line to him? That's Recruiting is so different than it used to be. A Houston kid that was a five-star 20 years ago, the chances of it being Oregon and Georgia were zero. Zero. But that's, that's the way it is now. So anyway, I think he's a kid that could go to either school, and I would still bet he still talks to both, even after the commitment. That's kind of my other prediction.
0: You think Lanning's talking smack about Georgia? Ah uh, man, their run is coming to an end. I'm telling you. We're we're building it up here. Georgia Georgia's time is past. Or, you know, something along those lines.
1: I probably wouldn't go with that.
0: <laughs> probably wouldn't probably wouldn't wouldn't land home. But He'd be a massive, massive get for the Ducks. He
1: can play, man.
0: He yeah, play. and that is that is the next kind of big name that that is going to come off the board. Because the other ones, you know, the Aiden Breelands, five-star defensive linemen. David Stones, five-star defensive linemen. Williams Maneri, five-star defensive linemen. Those guys, those sorts of players of the world, they don't commit, correct me if I'm wrong here, Brian, kind of until the fall. Like, they, they don't have their commitments lined up until much, much later. Williams is kind of the next big, big name to to come off the board. and It's great that Oregon is down in, into his final two there because this is a big-time sort of player, would be a big-time uh, commitment, and we'll see what, what happens on Monday. But he's not the only name to watch out for. The Ducks are going after a couple more wide receivers in, in the 2024 cycle. I want to start with, with Jeremiah McClellan a four-star guy. What have you been hearing on him? Do you have any sense of a timeline and is Oregon in a, a good position there?
1: Oregon is probably chasing Ohio State if you read tea leaves, but I've also had somebody tell me don't don't think that's a lock. McClellan's list has changed a lot. So I, I tell people this all the time. You hear so-and-so's leader is Oregon or Missouri or whatever. Those things change more day-to-day than they do like month-to-month. So it's very fluid. Ohio State had a great visit with him earlier this year, brought his whole family out and all that. But Oregon is in dire need of receivers by comparison to frickin' Ohio State. That's ridiculous. So there's a lot of things that Lanning can sell, and I don't think it's going to be necessarily right away. Um, he has He's coveted by everybody. I know there's some other schools that aren't mentioned that I was told are trying to get back in with him. So because of this rule, this is very important, the kids have nothing to worry about with visits because it's unlimited now. A kid like him, man, that's going to get really, really messy because he's going to have every SEC school, et cetera, try to get him to visit in the fall, just as an example. You think Oklahoma or somebody like that's not going to try? I mean, his list is going to be all over. So I wouldn't put a hard timeline on anything. And, again, he still has, you're competing with Ohio State, too. There's a lot of moving parts.
0: So is, is he just down to Oregon, Ohio state, or do you get the sense that there, there are other schools that are very much, very much in the mix?
1: I would go with more because regardless of what's being said, I wouldn't have been told what I was for nothing and how many that is. I don't know. I don't think it's a bunch, but there's his phone. I would not want to be near his phone. I will get it like that. Um, these coaches get bonuses sometimes for signing four and five star kids like just flat out cash so like
0: it's written like it's written into their contracts
1: yeah I've, I've been told that and i'm i know that some of it is not official if you know what i mean so mm. yeah i'll let your mind wander there so they're gonna go after a kid even they don't necessarily want them just based on their friggin' ranking sometimes but that's that's a whole nother story and this kid's legit anyway he can fly you think about the speed Oregon used to have under Chip Kelly? This kid would have fit right in with that. That's kind of kind of ball player he is.
0: Gotcha. So another wide receiver that, that Oregon is is going after in the 2024 cycle. Not a guy that we've mentioned on, on the podcast before, but I keep seeing him pop up and kind of getting tied to Oregon. Maybe not as uh, the favorite necessarily, but that Oregon's in the running. Uh, Gatlin Bear. Gatlin? Gatlin?
1: Holy cow. Do you, do you know anything about him? It's hilarious.
0: No, no, by all means, this is, this is why we bring you on, Brian. Bring all the insight, all the stories that you're allowed to share. Hit me.
1: No matter what you do the rest of the day, you are doing a disservice to yourself and your community if you don't go find this kid and type in 200 meters, 100 meters or whatever. Now, he's in, I believe, South Dakota.
0: I'm going to do it right now.
1: And insane speed. I remember I, I watched it again today. I'd seen it earlier. And usually they'll like put a circle on the video or something. Well, he didn't need one. When he came out of the box, you immediately knew which kid he was. He ran a 20.47 in the 200. Now he's in South Dakota. Look, they ain't got a lot of guys that are running in that stratosphere. It was hilarious
0: uh-huh. watching
1: the video. So, and he's like Michigan wants him, Oregon wants him. His offer list is insane. He did, <laughs> His foot speed is, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I'm watching it right now. <laughs> it's, he it's has insane. such long strides, but his feet are moving so quickly. And yeah, yeah also he's this not is human, very
1: bro. He's not human.
0: A 20.47 200 meter.
1: Yeah, and he's from he, like South Dakota. Like he that's, clears I that state record.
0: There. He clears the rest of the field by, gosh.
1: Yards? <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: he's. He's he's clearing a lot of them. so both of these guys Bear and McClellan seem to have oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. that They're in good, common good. that they are speedsters.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Gotcha. So on on the you know kind of recruitment of him, I've seen Michigan as the school that is that is right. in the lead. Is it Michigan one, Oregon two? But Oregon is not out of it, and it wouldn't be you know completely ridiculous to see him choose the Ducks.
1: It wouldn't surprise me. But out of all the states that I don't have an in with, that would be one of the highest rated. I have no idea what's going on in South Dakota.
0: You don't have a lot of ties to the South Dakota <laughs> high school football recruiting scene, Brian. What are you even doing for a living?
1: Uh, apparently not much. Um, I would know the area codes there. Like Usually I can see my phone. I know what state it is. I have no idea. Um, they have like one kid a year in that state. It's only good, but. I've never seen nobody run no 20.47. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's, dude, he is
1: flying.
0: Yeah. That's, Um, that's, that's like, uh, his football. He'd be dead. He'd be, he'd be the new Devin Allen. That's it. That's who he'd be. And, 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 and by the way, do you know, do you know how important running track is to him? Like, is that something he wants to keep doing?
1: Well, I would assume it is. And then Oregon's got a great track program and like the northern schools by and large, like they'll have indoor, like Michigan's got facilities. That's not in question but it's not going to be an outdoor track. I mean, the weather there sucks in the spring. I'm from the right. Midwest. Oregon I mean, it's may not great in Oregon, but it's going to be sure as hell better than it is in Michigan. So I don't know how that would work, but he's going to be a receiver return guy. So it's not like he's studying the playbook like a quarterback. So you would think that would be Oregon's advantage. I don't know, but maybe he's got a tie to that state. Maybe he's got fame. I don't know anything about him. Just i read up on him and then I watched 15 seconds of that video and I was good. Yeah, I mean, it, look, look, it's it's, it's the first, it's hard. the
0: first, it's the first ten seconds of him running oh too. God. When he when he pulls away and the speed with which he's making these long strides <laughs> right. does not does not look normal. I see Devin Allen in him, so maybe we, we should. Have, maybe no, there is not Devin Allen, good <laughs> football player for the Ducks, who by the way was a return guy who did one thing and that's deep post or two things. He he ran a deep post. And he ran a fly route. There was nothing else that Devin Allen did. And he was a return guy as well. So I would I would be completely on board with that. Maybe we should just have Devin Allen come uh, come come out and, and recruit him there in South Dakota. Brian Smith is at FBScout underscore Florida on Twitter. Our Locked On Recruiting Insider here at the network. Brian, we thank you as always.
1: Thank you, sir. Have a good day.
0: Appreciate everyone listening. I will see you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And go Ducks!